So here we go again, guys. This is going to be part four of our feminine energy, Proverbs 31, virtuous woman. And I think it's important just to, you know, mention because I think that there's um, a little bit of a fight between um, what people call the quote unquote new world terminology or or what the world <laughs> is um is coming up with but that energy term is definitely a biblical term and I'm a big I'm really big on sound doctrine so Whenever I hear a term, I look it up in the Bible, and if I see that the person is using it in truth, then that's truth. That's truth because it it's rooted in the Bible, right? So what I know about the word energy is in that scripture where it talks about how we should love the Lord our God with all of our mind, heart, soul, and strength. What is your strength? Your strength is your energy. Okay. So besides from that, let's get into it. So going back to Proverbs 31, verse 20, it says, she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. Okay. So before we move on to extending her hand to the needy and reaching out to the poor. So there's a scripture in the New Testament that it talks about how God will say to the people, I was in the hospital and I'm paraphrasing. And I was in the hospital and you didn't visit me. I needed clothes. You didn't provide. I needed food. You didn't give me food. I was in jail. You didn't come visit me. I was, and we could go on and on and on, right? But the basics of the, of the scripture, that's what it's saying. So we have to like, um, think in Psalm 86 and the whole reason why they killed Jesus was because he was preaching this one thing. So we need to we have to get back to that as a body because the only way that there could be the rapture can take place is for us to start believing the meat of the scripture is is with fasting is with believing the meat of the scripture in hebrew 514, it talks about how those who, by reason of use, have exercised their senses to discern good from evil. The only way that you can exercise your senses by reason of use, the reason of use is when things are looking super, super grim in your life and you are praying and praying and praying for breakthrough the only way that you can break any yoke is through a fast right and we know that because Jesus said specifically well 
when the um they were trying to cast out the demon out of the little girl the, the disciples asked him why and he said well this spirit could only be casted out through prayer and through fasting right so the problem is is that the only way that you will gain truth is by fasting is by fasting another way that you can gain truth is by just you know there's a scripture that says that we need to put on the armor of light now if we fast forward it says that it gives us a step-by-step breakdown of what each piece of the armor is so that is the armor of light how can we shine in the darkness is with having the armor of light and the bible goes on to say that you won't be able to even see or hear without righteousness and in being able to see and hear through righteousness because see the breastplate of righteousness protects your heart because it's the breastplate and your heart is the center of your body is right there in your chest piece so how are you going to be able to uh be righteous and that's by protecting your heart and then there's another scripture that talks about it talks about how those who have protected their ears from bloodshed that's what righteousness is so how would you be able to uh here's here's an idea um you have to watch you have to be careful what you're watching if you're not protecting your heart diligently and this is the thing because protecting your heart what is the heart the heart is the imagination of man in genesis 8:21 it talks about how the imagination of man is evil from his youth god said that in his heart so in genesis 20 it talks about how god said in his heart that the imagination of a man's heart 21 is evil from his youth so then what is the heart the imagination but where is the imagination it's in the chest the imagination is not just on top of our heads but here's what else science is telling us that the imagination is in the mind but the bible is telling us that the mind is the spirit and the spirit is the mind and the heart is the imagination and the imagination is the spirit and the spirit is the energy and the energy is the strength why because in Ephesians 4:23 it talks about how we need to be renewed in the spirit of the mind so how is it that we can make sure that we're following this righteousness piece is by doing onto the poor right and this is the thing because if you aren't if you don't have a tender heart for those that in lack then you don't have the heart of god and if you don't have the heart of god it's impossible 
to have him turn to you. And so then it turns your energy, it doesn't, it corrupts your energy. It corrupts what the Chinese call your chi, what the Japanese call your ki, what the Hebrews call your chai. It corrupts it. I read another um, piece of literature that talked about Hebrews calling it your Shakira. Here's the thing, that having compassion for the lesser one of these is having compassion for Christ. Because what you have to understand is that we are all God, right? So in Psalms 86, it talks about how I have said you are all gods because you're the sons of the Most High. King David said that. Then Jesus, the son of David, comes over. Why do you think they call him the son of David? Why did David get such a name? And David killed the man for his wife. Why do you think that David got such a name? It's not because he wasn't a sinner. It's not because he didn't backslide. He wasn't a, a backslider. He didn't backslide into things he wasn't supposed to be doing. No, it was because if when he did and he got checked, he came back. He came back. And so that's an example because even Christ, God called Christ the son of David. It was, he wasn't even the son of Israel. He was the son of David. And that's because their hearts were one. He purified his heart. His heart. He purified his heart with um, mourning and with crying and the sackcloth. Those are things that you overcome. What is the sackcloth? That's really important, right? So the sackcloth goes on to say, do you know what mummies were wrapped in? That stuff that looks like toilet paper? That's what sackcloth is. And he covered his head in sackcloth. Why? Because he was admitting he was wrong and he was admitting that he's been thinking in the kingdom of death. And what is that to say that, listen, it's okay. Maybe you say, come back. But taking care after the poor, taking care after the lesser one of these is taking care of God. Why? Because we are God. And those people that are in the hospital may, listen, I know, those people that are in the hospital, those people that are um, in jail, those people that don't have food, those people that don't have um, clothes, those people that are lacking in any kind of way and we aren't helping them, we're not helping God because they are God. So how can we make sure that that righteousness piece is there is through helping the poor? Because God didn't bless. He, the thing is, is that currency, money is currency. And currency are supposed to be ever running bodies of water. So once we stop the blessing within our own bank account and we don't give it to the poor and we don't sow it in somebody else's life, 
there are so many people that say, oh, no, because I know what they're going to do with this. That's none of your business, what they are going to do with it. Don't harden your heart because that, listen, what the Bible says that you won't be able to see if you harden your heart. You won't be able to see. And then this is the thing about that is because what I have found is that sight is so pivotal for to live a, a clean life because you really need to be able to see the um to see the spirits see spirits seeing spirits is like a highly important thing it's important because how would we be able to discern good from evil if we can't even see if there's a dog spirit on someone jesus wouldn't even waste his time on the lady when she said lord Please heal my daughter. He ignored her at first. He stayed quiet. Why do you think Christ stayed quiet? He stayed quiet because there's a scripture in the Bible that says that to love is to wage war and to hate is to be silent. So he hated the spirit of unbelief. Man. He hated the spirit of unbelief. So because he did, he wasn't going to start arguing with the lady. He wasn't, listen, one thing Jesus wasn't going to say was, you don't even believe in me. Why would I waste my time on you? And that's what he did. Now, listen to what he says. He says, why would I give you? Why would I take the, the food, the bread, from the mouths of the children of Israel and give it to the dogs? And people, I've heard preachers, plenty of preachers say that he wasn't calling her a dog. No, he was calling her a dog. He absolutely was calling her a dog because once we have embodied the mindset of that spirit, that is what we become. That's why the Bible says, so a man thinks, so is he. She was a dog. You know why? Because the dog spirit is the spirit of abandonment. The dog spirit is the spirit of the non-believer. Not only that, but there's a scripture later on in the book of Revelation that talks about how dogs will not make it into heaven along with adulterers along with idolaters along and then it, it it lists this laundry list of um other things that is coupled with this listen with this dog spirit now what i have learned from the bible is that if any time that he they put uh, a description within the same scripture of what that thing is talking about it is describing that very thing right so it is describing the dog spirit as the spirit of um adultery of idolatry of everything that's evil and then it says that dogs will not make it into heaven why else do you think dogs won't make it into heaven? Because it also says, do not 
fear anything. Do not be weary of anything. Okay? Do not worry about anything. But in prayer and supplication, make your requests known with thanksgiving. What is supplication? Supplication is to worship. It's to beg. So the more and more that we keep praying for it, it'll come to pass. You know what my six-year-old does? My six-year-old, when she asks me for a piece of chocolate, she does not stop. And I could be doing a million things, right? Because you know how us moms are. I could be doing a million things. And the minute that she has irked my nerve, (laughs) girl, I heard you the first time and now the 558th time. Thank you. Let's go get your piece of chocolate. And that is why you have to keep going and keep going and keep going. Don't lose hope. Through prayer and supplication, you have to continue to worship. Oh, man. (laughs) I could go on into a tangent for worship, but I won't. Not for this one. But we have to make sure that we're doing unto others as we are doing that's why the bible says to do all things as if you are doing them unto god and you know what i think that this is what's tripping people up because it's a it it could be a little confusing as if right like the enemy goes around roaring like And like and as if and these are uh, similes that connect one thing to the other. Like a roaring lion. Right? Those things are conjoining them for a reason. That, That those like and as if, that is what that is. That is what that is, right? Here's another thing, too. Is that dog? I can't. I can't, guys. I'll get into I'll get into I'll go into a tangent with the dog thing. But yes, that's what that is. Let's see, where am I? Moving on, my friend. Okay. Alrighty, so she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Those are the, they're the blankets that you hang up on the walls. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Okay. So, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. And then it goes down to say, her clothing is fine linen and purple. Okay, so here's the thing, right? It, there's, it's specifically naming these two colors. It's listing these two colors. 
scarlet and purple were colors of royalty, of high society. So they're saying that she's top tier. She's top tier. She's not... She's not roaming around with the commoners. Here's why. Um, because she's not common. Because her energy is so high. It's specifying all these very um, intricate details because it's really showing what a high energy, feminine energy looks like. When you are vibrating at your highest that is when you're doing what you love. When you love all those around you, when you're compassionate, love is the highest vibration. There is no higher vibration. Love is what attracts the riches, is what attracts the customers, is what attracts the children. The children call her blessed. Her husband calls her blessed. Why? Because She's an attractive person, and it's not because of the outside. It's because of how beautiful she is on the inside. She's attractive. She's an amazing, she's Mother Teresa, guys. She's it. This is what feminine energy is. And the only way, and I know that we, it's like, how can I get out of the slump? I feel broke. I feel you know, like my children are broken, like love, that's it, love, love, this, this lady is dripping in feminine energy, why, she's dripping in strength, why, because she's dripping in love, because the joy of the Lord is her strength, and that's why she has such high energy, now, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Now we're in verse um, 23. So Proverbs 31, 23, her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sash sashes for the merchants. Her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Now, he's famous. So if he is known, this is what that tells me, is that he's living and he's operating in his gift. So in this scripture, and I love this so much, is that high vibrating energy such as love, will only go with love. There's a co-worker at my job that he found out about, about a guy, um, a contractor that, like, was flirting with me. I don't know. And... Uh, the guy said something about, well, you have so much on your plate. Who's taking care of your needs? And I'm like, God, <laughs> here's the thing. And then my coworker for 
four entire days, he kept going on and on about how I needed to give this guy a chance. And I'm like, why would I do that? I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. I don't know what his peers think. I mean, you know, people think weird stuff about us. But for the most part, for you to know this man and know that he is someone, I need someone to be able to give me a point of reference. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not just going to date anybody just because, Dito, he needs a chance. I don't need to give anybody a chance. I'm not giving out participation trophies. Why would I give anybody a chance? The only way that I would remotely start liking this guy because a cute face is nothing, you guys. A lot of the times, cute faces are fool's gold, okay? And what makes it even worse is that if you don't have discernment, Jezebel could be all over this man. He could be the serpent spirit himself all over this man. And when you... When you have the eyes of a serpent and you can't see that, you can't see that because if you don't have this true discernment is able to be seen, smelt, tasted, heard, and felt, that's true discernment. And if you didn't smell, if you couldn't smell his spiritual scent, if you could not um, you're, of course, you're not going to be able to, to taste um, a person and to know their character by taste. But what you will be able to do is taste like if there is um, like bad things in your food through taste. That's taste discernment. I haven't been able to taste anything else other, other than food. But smell? Oh, my God, that's huge. That's huge. If you... I know if I go down, um, if I go down the uh, chemical aisle, like with toiletries and with cleaning supplies, it reeks, it reeks. And that's what I smell on people. And what it smells like is like vomit. And um, it smells like, um, like bodily fluids, right, that have oxidized and have been outside of the body for a while it smells like a decaying body that's what it smells like and um included with um you know the smell of dirt when you go outside and it's about to rain that smell with a decaying body and i lost my sense of smell for a while and then i gained it back but this right here you're supposed to be able to discern what it is this man um what his mind is because if he has the mind of the enemy you're that's doomsday that's doomsday and listen if you had the gift of discernment before because discernment is definitely a gift if you had the gift of discernment before and you didn't have it anymore that's a good indication that you need to do another fast because something may have attached to you that you didn't see. That's why I say that um, seeing, man, it's so serious. When the Bible says that um, the greater of these is love, 
that you can talk the tongue of angels, that you can do a bunch of things, but if you don't have love, you are nothing. That is how you gain your sight. Righteousness. That's how you gain your sight. But back on topic, right? Um, okay. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies satches for the merchants. So she, everything she does is with love with her hands, right? And she provides satches for the merchants. Now, before I get into that, because I keep, I keep hearing, <laughs> I keep sensing God tugging at me. So, here's the thing, guys. We all can smell. We all can see. We all can taste. We all can feel. We all, but the least amount of time that you spend in God's, pre- in God's presence and you spend in the enemy's presence, he will overshadow you. And not allow your brain to process the information that's happening with your cognitive brain. Your cognitive brain is what's responsible for your five senses. From what I hear, it's six, right? Because the sixth sense is supposed to be the balance of a person. Now, and the only way to get your senses activated, reactivated, is by doing fasts. For me, I went back to fasting after getting super, super sick. Now, when you get super, super sick, um, this is not so good. Uh, because getting sick, that means that a dog spear is on you. Now, if you need to do another fast, do it. Do it. Even if there was a time where you were able to see and you were able to um, discern through your five senses and suddenly you're not able to do that anymore, yeah, go back to fasting. Go back to spending lots of time in the presence of God because God's presence is water it cleanses it cleans whatever is on your eyes whatever is and trust me because the sense of touch you can actually feel energy touching you you can feel it and this is not no guys i like to make things as practical as i possibly can this is not no um spiritual uh witchcraft if this is not what this is, this is science. For you to be able to feel um, energy on your skin or for you to be able to see um, energy or, yes, those are spirits. But if the Bible is calling a spirit a mind, then what a spirit is, is a mindset. It's a set of thoughts and imaginations. That's why the Bible says that we cast down imaginations that raise themselves above the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. What are you doing? You are arresting the enemy in the scripture because what he is is a thought and imagination. So what we want to do 
is we want to understand that a spirit is a mindset. And once it comes and shadows over you, it'll shadow over you in a mental block of lies. These a mental block of lies, there is a pastor, Pastor Bill Johnson, that I heard him once say that a stronghold is like a well. And you know how wells have stones that surround the hole? Well, haha, <laughs> well, um, each stone is a lie. And this is how the enemy keeps us in a stronghold. This by brick of 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 a lie. So when you hear a lie and you hear it say, oh, that's, that's what, uh, one thing that I started hearing when I had to fast after I got sick. I had to hear, you can't see. I would feel something touching my eye, and I would hear, you can't see. I wouldn't hear it. It wasn't an auditory. It was a thought. Because all the all of our thoughts are not our own. And this is big. Because the enemy can give you a thought, and then he can make you feel guilty with another thought saying, I can't believe you did that. You're such a horrible mom. And it was his thought. Even if you was even if you fought it, he'll make you feel guilty for having his thought. And the only way that you could have possibly had his thought is by him coming close to you or next to you or on you. Cause he doesn't always come he doesn't always come on you. Sometimes he'll just come next to you. And then here we are, and he's, you know, next to us or in front of us. Okay, so I've got to keep going. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. Strength and honor are her clothing. Okay, so honor, this is, this is a respect thing, right? And we, we sometimes think that honor is just other people respecting us, but it's us respecting us. I can't get someone else to respect me until I respect me, until I respect my own word, until I respect my own schedule, until I set a goal and I respect myself and I achieve it, right? And, and I'm not giving up on everything. I'm making sure that I follow through. I'm making sure that I finish things. Now I want to be really clear because there are some times that you're going in the direction that you're not supposed to be going to. And the Bible says that man will uh, plan his um, his path and God will guide his steps, Right? And so if that's happening to you, and by all means, like if you feel strongly about what you're supposed to be doing, or you, you're feeling a little confused and you don't know if you're, I suggest you fast. The Daniel fast is highly effective. Um, fasting from meat and fermented drinks, that's highly effective. Delicacies, not, um, you know, not not eating things that were created by man or cre created by humans rather 
right? Not something like not eating something that is naturally growing from a tree, right? So here's what I would say. She shall rejoice in time to come. Strength and honor are her clothes. She shall rejoice in time to come. Well, she's rejoicing because the joy of the Lord is her strength. And she's not rejoicing. She's not keeping the joy just once. No, she's rejoicing and rejoicing and rejoicing. And so all of her energy is able to renew because she is rejoicing. Um, becoming joyful again and there are times in our lives where something can happen to our kids something can happen in our marriage our husband could have said something really mean or you don't feel you didn't feel exactly loved and here you are dealing with the fact that you know your your heart is hurt you know your feelings are hurt and now you're not able to keep that joy so what is the purpose of this is that she is coming back to her strength, which is the joy of the Lord, which is his presence. We enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Rejoice before the Lord. And so if you're entering and you're rejoicing before the Lord, then where do you do that you do that in his court with praise that's why the bible calls it the sacrifice of worship well guys that's all the time i have for today hey over and out guys